As we mentioned last week, we saw that Christmas is a time for rejoicing and celebration because it's Emmanuel, God with us. And this morning we'd like to look at another aspect of why Christmas is a time of rejoicing and, and celebration. Matthew chapter 1, I'll begin reading in verse 18 and read through verse 21. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. In like manner... In in the second chapter of the book of Luke, the angels appeared to the shepherds, and the angels said to the shepherds, Fear not, behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. A Savior which is Christ the Lord. Everyone loves the story of deliverance. I mean, that's what, that's what movies are made of. That's what life is made of, whether it's um, Batman and Robin or Lone Ranger or whatever it is. Stories are made up of, and, and life is made interesting by stories of deliverance, books and movies and so on. A little over four years ago in October um, of 2010, there was a great, great story of deliverance that literally captivated the world. Um, in, in the nation of Chile... On August 5th, a collapse of the main ramp of the San Jose mine left 33 miners trapped 2,300 feet underground. They say that the wall that that collapsed uh, some 770,000 tons of weight, twice the weight of the Empire State Building. The crew chief said, staring at that flat, smooth wall that collapsed, that locked them into this cavern, the crew supervisor thought it was like the stone which they had put over Jesus' tomb. Well, those of you that recall that event, that happened October. August 5th, on October 13th, after drilling holes that 2,300 feet down, 
And the first time they, they sent a drill bit actually broke through to where they were. The miners sent back a note attached to the drill bit. We are well in the refuge. Signed the 33. So immediately that gave the rescuers increased hope and they drilled another hole and as you may recall they developed this capsule that they were able to send down and uh, the world literally watched, over one billion people they say watched as they rescued these miners one at a time, had to squeeze in this capsule and they were rescued. Amazing stories of how um, the bosses and the leaders of the miners, the minute it happened, um, the main boss took off his white hat and he said, there are no bosses here now. We are all in this together. How they rationed the little bit of tuna that they had and and survived the 67 days there. But the world literally rejoiced when one by one they were rescued. They were delivered in so much greater a manner. The angel came to Joseph and he said to Joseph, Joseph, this is of God. What you are seeing happen here is God sending the deliverer. What the angels said to the shepherds, Don't fear, shepherds. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, the Deliverer. And it is a time for great rejoicing. Jesus came as the Deliverer. And He came to deliver us. And He alone can deliver us from sin. Regardless of a person's worldview and what they may think, sin is not just a, a breaking of certain laws that God made. What makes sin sin is that it is a violation of God's nature. Lying is sin because God is truth. And lying is identifying with that which is opposed to God. Sin is not something where God just said, ah, we need to make up a list to make life miserable for the people down there. No. God identified for us through the Scriptures what is sin because he says, we were made to fellowship with God. And because of sin violating God's nature, we have been separated from God. Sin is a violation of God's nature, but sin is also disobedience to God. It is, it is crossing the line, so to speak, and... And indeed, God has identified this is sin, and no, this is not sin. And sin, another word that is used for it is a transgression, transgression that we, we violate, that we go against, that we trespass, so to speak. We like to call it failure, 
or mistakes or made an error. We come up with all kinds of nice names that minimize um, rather than rather than being angry. I just lost it or I lost my cool or I was upset a little bit maybe or I mean that's just one example of the many ways that we minimize sin. But sin is a violation of God's law. It is disobedience to God. And Romans chapter 3 and verse 23 tells us sin is falling short. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now, this falling short, one way that helps me understand it is in understanding some may be quote-unquote, better than others, but, humanly speaking, but we all fall short. If we went to California today, and we all lined up on the coast, and we said, okay, go out, wade out into the ocean, and we're going to swim to Hawaii. The first one there that makes it is the winner. You get the prize. Now, some of you may not make it very far at all. Some of you may make it a little ways. Some of you that are active and, and fit may make it further, but not a one of us would make it to Hawaii. Why? We all fall short. We can compare ourselves with one another. We might say, wow, they just, they just stopped. I'm going farther than them. But we're not going to make it. And as human beings, we have a tendency to compare ourselves. Wow, I'm, I'm not as bad as them. See them? They're bobbing for the third time there. I'm still going. The fact is, we have all sinned and we fall short, far short of the glory of God. So, here it is. Sin is a violation of God's nature. It's a disobedience to God. It is falling short. And sin is a separation. Romans chapter 6 and verse 23 says, The wages of sin is death, separation. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. It Sin separates us from God because God is holy. And the sin cannot be in His presence. It separates us from God. And another characteristic about sin that we need to realize is sin cannot be hidden. God said, be sure your sin will find you out. Just quickly, another characteristic of sin is sin always brings suffering. We, we live in a day that seeks to erase the line that God makes, and no, that's not sin. And God gives us a free will. We can do whatever we want, and we can say, there is no God, so there's no such thing as sin. What is sin for you may not be for me. You decide for you, and I'll decide for me. The bottom line is, it doesn't change God's law. And when we violate God's ways, sin always brings suffering. You sow to the flesh, 
you will of the flesh reap corruption. And it's because of this sin, this monstrosity of a weight that came falling down that cut us off from God. Our own sin. And we are trapped in this desolate, dark, damaging cavern that is called sin. Think about it. If there were no sin, there's no need for Christ. If there is no Christ, there's no need for Christmas. The very reason we have this season, it identifies because of sin, Christ came. And Christ alone came and He delivers us with forgiveness. He offers to us forgiveness. In John chapter 1 and verse 29, John looked at Jesus and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which what? Taketh away the sin of the world. Here was the problem. This, this giant weight of sin in every one of our lives that separates us from God and, and eternally separates us if it's not dealt with. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son to pay the penalty for our sin. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21, it says, He, God, hath made Him, Jesus Christ, to be sin for us when He knew no sin. Why did He do this? That we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That we might be made righteous through Jesus Christ. Isaiah prophesied long before Christ ever came that He would be wounded, crucified, for what? Not His transgressions, but for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our sin was upon Him. And by His stripes we are healed. Jesus Christ is the Deliverer. He is the only one that can provide forgiveness of sins because He is God and our sin is against God. So God alone can forgive sin. If our greatest need had been information... God would have sent us an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us an engineer or a scientist or a computer guru. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. But mankind's greatest need was and is forgiveness 
So God sent a Savior. And that's what we're rejoicing in. That's what we are are celebrating in. Christ delivers us with forgiveness. He delivers us with freedom. He gives to us freedom. And in the delivery that He brings to us, He gives us freedom from the guilt of sin. Freedom from the expectations of others. Freedom from fear. He gives to us freedom from bitterness. He gives to us freedom from the bondage of sin. We sang earlier the the song, And Can It Be That I Should Gain. The third verse said, Long my imprisoned spirit lay, fast bound in sin and nature's night. Here we were in this deep, dark cavern, no hope of deliverance. But God's eye diffused a quickening ray, Jesus Christ. I awoke. The dungeon flamed with light in all this darkness. Jesus, the light of the world, came into this world and came into this life when we receive Him. And then it says, My chains fell off. My heart was free. I rose, went forth, and followed Thee. Do you understand the freedom that we have in Jesus Christ? I mean, we're not bound in sin. Before, all we had was the flesh, and we were slaves to the flesh. But now, once we've trusted Christ for the forgiveness of our sin, His Spirit dwells within us, and we are free to obey the Spirit, and our sins are forgiven. We are justified. God covers our sins And He gives us freedom, but He gives us fellowship as well. Christmas can be a very lonely time for many people. But through Christ, the Deliverer, we are restored to God and we are never alone. Emmanuel, God with us. And that we're brought to fellowship. I mean, think of this. We take it so for granted. And He walks with me. And He talks with me. And He tells me I am His own. This this isn't your husband doing this to you. This isn't your Father. This is God, the Creator of the universe, the One that we sinned against and we said, I'll have it my way. But He said, I love you enough that even in your sin, even in your rebellion, I will send My Son to pay the penalty for your sin and I offer to you forgiveness. That's why Christ came. And I not only offer you forgiveness, I offer you freedom. And He said, I not only offer you that, I offer you fellowship. And He tells me, I am His own. I mean, just think of that. God, the Creator of all, 
the only one worthy of praise, says, you're one of mine. Hey, I'm glad that you're in my family. Christ delivers us from sin. And all of this has to deal with the sin aspect. And that, that would be enough right there that that'd make a full message. But we want to give you more than your money's worth, okay? Christ alone delivers us from sin, but Christ alone delivers us from this present world. If all that we had to live for was this present world, there would not be much hope. In this world, there are injustices. In this world, things are not right. In this world, there is much pain and suffering. There are joys, but the joys are temporary. But Christ came to not make our life just consist of this life. He came so that we could have eternity, where things are made right, where justice is brought, and where there is no sickness, there is no sorrow, there is no death, there is no pain. And because of Christmas, because of Christ's coming, I know that the best is yet to come. Because of Christ's coming, I don't just live for this world. Christ alone delivers us not only from sin and not only from this present world, but He delivers us from self. We are our own worst enemies. And the only thing that can deliver us from self is Christ. We, we are born into this world selfish, and we go through this life selfish until we come to Christ. Then we have the opportunity to be delivered from self ruling our life we have the opportunity to have Him rule our life. So He delivers us from sin, from this present world, and from self, and He delivers us from hell. We sang earlier, the last verse, No condemnation now I dread. Jesus and all in Him is mine. Alive in Him and eternally alive in Him. He is our living head so that we can boldly approach the throne of God. And Jesus Christ said, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved. Saved from the penalty of sin and the power of sin and the place of sin, and someday we will be saved from the presence of sin. Saved from hell, given a home in heaven. This is all received by faith. This is why Christ came. He offers to us the gift, and that's what we typify in giving gifts. You don't deserve it. You don't earn it. You can't pay for it. It's a gift. But you must receive it, 
and make it personal. Make it your own. By faith in what Christ has done, not something that we do, but what Christ has done, admit that we are a sinner. Believe in Jesus Christ. Admit, believe, and forever receive. The simplicity of the gospel. But you know what? I think too many people want to be saved from hell, but they still want to run their own life. They don't really want to be saved from self. And they pretty much love this world and are living for this world. And they kind of like some of their sin. He didn't come to just save us from one thing. He came to make us His own. And this is what we're celebrating. The privilege we have to be a child of God. That I was trapped in this bondage. In the early 1900s, Dietrich Bonhoeffer described the image of a man trapped in a mining disaster. Deep in the earth, dark as the darkest night, completely cut off and all alone. That describes us in our sin. The supply of oxygen is frighteningly limited. Food and water options are scarce. Silence and fear are not scarce. He knows his situation, and there is nothing he can do but wait. He knows there are people up there that are moving about. He knows there are um, people leading their lives. He knows there are people that may know that He is there, but there is no way to them. It is completely blocked. There is no hope. But if just then He hears in the distance the sound of a tapping... And as he listens more closely, he hears evidence of their cries. All of a sudden, his heart is boiled up with hope and encouragement. They know I'm there. They're trying to rescue me. The coming of Christ is us locked in that mind. In the darkness of our sin, there is no hope. And then Mary was conceived of the Holy Spirit. There's hope. The Deliverer. The Savior! Someone is coming! And the angel said, Don't fear, shepherds! The Deliverer, the one that's going to make all things right, is coming! 
And today, we don't look forward to that coming. We look back to that coming and we say, My Savior has come. I am saved and delivered from the guilt of my sin. I have been given forgiveness and freedom and fellowship with God. The songwriter says, Man of sorrows, what a name! For the Son of God who came, ruined sinners to reclaim. That's the Deliverer. His name is called Jesus, Savior, Deliverer. They're synonymous. He delivers mankind. He alone, no church, no baptism, no good works. Nothing that we do can deliver. And so what we're remembering at Christmas is the Deliverer has come and He has delivered me. And if you're here today and you say, I don't know that He has delivered me, you can know that today. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So don't let some bah humbug spirit come over you. Hey, we're remembering... The Deliverer has come. He has delivered me. And He has rescued me from this deep, dark cavern of sin that there was no hope and is no hope apart from Christ. Songwriter said, For a long time I traveled down a long, lonely road. My heart was so heavy in sin I sank low. Then I heard about Jesus. What a wonderful hour. I'm so glad that I found out He would bring me out by His saving power. Thank God I am free, free, free from this world of sin. I've been washed in the blood of Jesus. I've been born again. Hallelujah, I'm saved, saved, saved. By His wonderful grace, I'm so glad that I found out He would bring me out and show me the way. That's what we're celebrating. Thank God I am free, free, free in Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, I pray that what You have done would be made real in our lives. Lord, our lips should never cease to praise You for sending Your Son to pay the penalty for our sin so that we could have forgiveness and freedom and fellowship with You. Lord, I pray if there is one here today that does not know that they have everlasting life, Lord, I pray today they would call upon You. Lord, I pray that You would minister Your grace in each of our lives here today, that we would realize what You have given us in giving us Your Son. And Lord, that our hearts would be filled with joy and rejoicing, not just at this Christmas season, especially at this Christmas season, but Lord throughout our life, that we would realize 
the great deliverance that you have brought, that you and you alone are the deliverer. Lord, there is no hope for mankind apart from you. And we praise you as the deliverer. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand together.